Hello, this is Caroline, and you're listening to Get a Clue, Stories of Business, my podcast about change management, restructuring, and transformation. As you know, I love to borrow narratives from pop culture, talk about historical figures, my experience, and tools that I deem very effective. Today, we're not talking so much about a change at the organizational level. We're talking about change at the individual level, so at the level of each unique human being. And I want to introduce a concept to you that I find very helpful because it has actually helped me a lot. And I have changed jobs very often in my life. I want to introduce you to the concept of professional identity. So before we even let that sink in, I want to provide you with a definition that I found on the web, on the website, psychologyforyou.net. If you ever want to look it up, please type in a definition of professional identity. And first of all, I want to point out that professional identity is a social construct. So it's uh, basically the combination of motives, values, beliefs, and personal experience. I do think that people very often are not aware of their professional identity. So they may not always understand or have a very clear grasp of who they are as a professional. They may think about the values that they have, they may think about the skill set, but I don't think that they ever think about the combination of these motives, values, beliefs, and personal professional experience. I want to give you maybe a bit more of a nuanced view on that, and maybe professional identity sounds very abstract. So for the longest time, in my personal case, my professional identity was that of management consultant. It had been deeply ingrained because I worked in consulting for a long time. I knew the game, I knew the rules, I knew the jokes. I even got a very cool set of Gucci glasses uh, in 2013, black Gucci glasses. And when you actually look at some of my former ID tags, so the ID tags that I got when I worked for certain corporations, I look like the perfect management consultant. I wear a black suit uh, with a white shirt and my very fancy black Gucci glasses. Well, I mean, maybe I'm a bit particular because I love fashion and I love, you know, um, playing with personas, but the professional identity of management consultant was very important to me. And as part of the professional identity, I was willing to put in long hours. Uh, I worked for the bank. From 2014 to 2016, it wasn't unusual to put in 55 or 60 hours. I know that some consultants who work for McKinsey, BCG, Bain, etc., will put in many more hours than that and will probably laugh listening to me. And that's okay. It's all part of the professional ethos of being a management consultant. Now, when you think about the professional identity of a management consultant, it's work hard, play hard, even though that sounds so cliche, then probably also excellence matters. You always have to strive for the best solution for your client. You have to be ambitious, humble, very effective, dynamic, get things done ahead of timeline. You have to have a perfect skill set when it comes to Excel and PowerPoint, etc. PP. I think you get the idea. Now let's talk about a creative desi designer, creative director. I happen to know one. Um, a person who used to be a creative director for 
hunter in Burberry. And his professional identity certainly is completely different from that of a management consultant, right? So in his case, it would be more about being creative, you know, uh, wearing um, clothes that stand out, certainly not a black suit the way I did, um, being able to spend long hours in a studio making sketches of beautiful fashion items, um, maybe just, you know, expressing himself in a completely different way, being more focused on creativity, process, beauty, colors, materials, etc. Completely different professional identity. I hope I gave a little bit of an idea what the different professional identities can look like. And what's interesting is that when you change careers, you're very often not aware of the fact that your professional identity is also in transition. So if let's say you move from being a management consultant to being an entrepreneur in the say, slow fashion space, you completely change your professional identity. Even if all you want to do is not, you know, be employed as a management consultant anymore, but just become a freelance one, even then your professional identity is already changing because you become an entrepreneur and a founder. When I reflected on all of this back in 2017, while writing a master thesis on creativity and professional identity, I decided to play with my professional identity. I was encouraged by Herminia Barra. She's a business school professor who wrote a book, which I highly recommend. It's called Working Identity. She talks about experiments and how we help ourselves become aware of our current professional identity, but also try out different other future professional identities by engaging in experiments. So let's say there's a former engineer that now writes short stories for children books. He engages in an experiment first, um, starting to write these um, short stories for kids in the evening while he still works in his former job. That's an experiment. Mm, or say there is a former elementary teacher that now wants to work in marketing. She can engage in marketing activities by helping a friend out who runs a number of um, products in cosmetics and needs help with marketing. There's so many different experiments that one can try out. What I did was to experiment with very creative approaches to exploring my professional identity. At a certain moment in time, just felt like I needed to not think, but do. And what was very helpful in that instance that I had discovered drawing your professional identity. Now, as a kid, I drew a lot. Um, I even won a prize once when I was 10 years old in a drawing competition. I uh, actually um, created a folder with all of my designs and sketches when I was 18, contemplating whether I should apply to art school instead of university. But in the end, I got a, I opted for a political science degree and the art folder is somewhere in this house. Or maybe I looked through it and it's gone. But as a kid, I drew a lot. So this idea of, you know, engaging in a creative experiment and an identity play and actually drawing my professional self was very appealing to me. Let's not forget that overall, when you draw, especially when you draw yourself, there is an element of biography, but also of creating a portrait 
uh, included. And very often when you draw your own portrait or your own professional identity, it has strong biographical notes. So it makes it very interesting to engage in this sort of experiment and to reflect on what you produced. So in 2017, I locked myself into a room on the university campus and I drew my existing professional identity. Keep in mind, I just quit working for the man, so for the bank. I worked with for two and a half years. I dedicated my life to the bank. And so I tried to capture that professional entity in a sketch. I put myself in the middle. Uh, I used only black colors to show a picture of my face. And to the left, I drew the towers that were significant or symbolized this particular bank. Then I drew dark arrows in blue and black. There was a lot of rain, there were actually clouds with the rain. And then there were a lot of people looking at me and they didn't seem very happy. I also put a lot of question marks in that particular sketch and a heart that was crossed out. I found it very striking when I looked at this professional identity portrait of myself that there was quite clearly a disconnect between my past employer and me. I had drawn these dark arrows between me and the towers and also that I had drawn myself using only black, no colors, and that there was rain in the picture. So that was already quite revealing. And then I drew a picture of my future self. So I was trying to imagine what my future as a professional could look like and what kind of sentiments and ambience I wanted to convey and work in. I put myself in the middle. I used black again, but this time I also used red. So I painted red cheeks on my face. Then I put a bubble in there that says and depicts that I'm laughing and happy. I put quite a few smileys in there, then lots of gifts. I did put an office building in there, but it was much smaller. So no, you know, empowering or imposing black towers. It was a blue building with lots of trees around. And then there was a big red heart in the middle with uh, the inner heart being fully sketched out in red. And then there were lots of happy smiley faces and a light bulb for the generation of new ideas. So overall, this future professional identity was much more happy, open to new ideas. It wasn't so dominated by a big corporation. Uh, there were trees in the picture, happy people, smileys, gifts. So there was a very happy and welcoming atmosphere to the surrounding and also to my professional identity. It felt like I surrounded myself with people with different ideas, um, light bulb moments, so probably a lot of innovation and creativity, and it showed a happier Caroline. I wrote about this experience in my master's thesis, and I did ask myself three questions, sorry, while trying to evaluate this particular um, exercise and also the comparison of the two different professional portraits and the questions that guided my reflection were what did the actual professional selves look like so did they look happy or sad did they look frustrated upbeat did they feature a neutral facial expression then also 
what elements were part of the overall portrait and how much did the symbols representing work take up? So the office buildings, the work teams, the ideas, etc. What what did they look like in comparison to me, the professional self in the picture? Then also what kind of uh, colors did I use in the professional identity portraits? And was there anything surprising or unexpected that emerged from me drawing these professional identities? To me, doing this, engaging in such, such a creative experience was very revealing because it helped me capture where I was, but also where I was headed. So in terms of a transformation map, I had a very clear, this is my current address point, and then also a very clear indication of my future address, so who I want to be in the future. I think that engaging a slightly more creative experience when it comes to exploring your current professional identity and the future one is very helpful, especially because we tend to think our way through issues, we tend to use our brain to come up with solutions, but using our slightly more creative skill set and skills might actually be beneficial to unearth solutions that we would otherwise not be aware of. And thus, I recommend that you try out drawing your current professional identity, but also in case you're in a personal change process and want to change jobs, change professional identity, also outline your future professional identity. It doesn't have to look pretty. It's a very practical exercise. You do it for yourself. No need to judge yourself. Just go for it. Give it a try. Engage in an experiment. As Herminia Ibarra in her book, Working Identity, suggests, it's when we step out of our comfort zone and engage in experiments and become playful again that interesting insights about our professional identity and where we had it emerge. And thus, I strongly encourage you to do this. Thanks so much for listening. I'm kind of curious, when you think about your professional identity, is that a new concept for you? Are you aware of your professional identity? Do you have the impression that it changes with jobs or maybe also when your life circumstances change? So for instance, you become a father or um, your parents die, or let's say you're moving from one country to the other. And then also, if you have any feedback or comment, please share with me. You know, I'm always very curious about what you have to contribute. And thanks so much for listening to this episode.